0: Restless time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay. Actually, no, you better stay here. Don't tune out, because <laughs> we're just starting our Restless episode. It's Father Joseph from Stanford, Connecticut, with Diane and Matt, as together we seek the face of Christ in the midst of today's restless, crazy, mixed-up world. Hello. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. How was your day? Today. Today
1: was, honestly, it was kind of exhausting. <laughs> Why? What'd you do today? Uh, I just worked all day, and... Uh, Apparently um Dude, a, you're a high school gym teacher. Yeah, and a piano teacher. And a piano teacher, that's right. <laughs> and I taught some religion classes. Oh, did you really? Yeah, I did. It was fun, actually. Nice. It's really I was exhausted because I drove for eight and a half hours yesterday from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. And nice. then we're we'll getting sleep. married very shortly. Yes. And all of you are invited.
0: <laughs> Except I'm not feeding you afterwards. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's a lot of churches in pittsburgh though so we don't know which one to yeah so you yeah have to you try- guess you have to, right you, you to get try to try
1: every church do you know that the high schoolers ask me that all the time Are they they're right? like can i come to your wedding i tell them yes every time i'm like absolutely <laughs> but i'm not i'm not buying you food afterwards <laughs> and they said <laughs> they said oh that's fine we'll just go to wendy's in between the ceremony and the party
0: no, that's the whole point. That's that that they're not coming to the party. Dinner is like, the party, right? I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, a lot of these kids have never been to a wedding. That's I don't think. I don't think I was ever at one till I was in, right after college. What? I don't I've ever been really. To yeah,
2: yeah. yeah I've I only went... been to like one before college, really. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I have, have older. Si- I have older siblings. Yeah, unless you
1: have older siblings or aunts so. and uncles, but I mean, I mean, I've I've been. Uh, I don't even know how many weddings I've been to. But I, like, even as a kid, I, I don't think I could have counted. Really? So Yeah. It, I'm on the younger side of
0: my family as a whole. Yeah. So I, In college, I had seven roommates, and I think five of them became priests, so I didn't go to a whole lot of weddings. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. True story. Yeah, conflict you of probably interest.
2: Probably much a lot of ordinations, right?
0: No, actually, I did not go to that many. No? No, no. I've never been to an, an ordination. Oh. In your whole life, really? Not once.
2: I went to one last year in the Archdiocese of Hartford.
0: Was that the first one?
2: That was my first one. How
0: did you know the person?
2: Um... I was dating someone who was a seminarian at the time and um Oh that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep.
0: Gotcha. Well, Matt, we'll have to get you next year. We have next yeah. year in our diocese. That's I'm going to your installation. Wait, let, me,
2: let me correct that. I was the guy was not a seminarian at the time. He was a former oh, yes. seminarian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Yeah, was, <laughs> you couldn't see my face, but I was like I was like, I didn't know you could do that.
0: <laughs> that's like I would have done that. <laughs> no. So
2: it was like his class, his, you know, yeah, his yeah. Friend and everything. Right. I just right. thought it, it was so beautiful. And we just had the diaconate ordination. Uh, I mean, that was last year. This year, um, uh, we had a couple of people in our diocese who were ordained to the diaconate last weekend. So. Yeah,
0: we had six of them, which means six priesthood ordinations next year, God willing. Wow. Awesome. It would be awesome. Beauty. Yeah, which is that's that? the most we've had in a very long time. That's awesome. I was ordained with seven of us total, but I think that was the— Right, you're the last leading class. We're the last big class. Yeah. yeah. Of course. You're the best. That's why. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Only six of us are still active in the priesthood. One Ooh. is left. Okay. But right. I, think the, I I still th- think you're the best. I think we have good hope for the other five. Hey, there's a like remnant, eight. right? There's a remnant. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, this is not a topic for today, <laughs> yeah. but it's a nice banter. Anyway, just finding out how your day was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, you know, our topic is, uh, but you know, I think it's actually a good segue because uh, you had a pretty busy day. Yeah. And Diane, you always have a busy day. Yes. Your work life balance is nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's pretty crazy. It's been a little bit better recently, but yeah, I'm in public accounting. So, um, I mean, pretty much, well, now in my new group, it's less, but uh, it's, you know, it's between three and six months, uh, just working, you know, between 60 and 80 hours a week. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's tough. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But you kind of, you do, I, I've been doing this since I was in college or out of, right out of college. So, you do get sort of used to that schedule and you just have to be very intentional about your time. Yeah. And how you spend it. Yeah.
0: But that's why you haven't heard Diane on too many episodes. <laughs> <recently>. right, right. <laughs> so that's
2: why I've taken like a three month hiatus. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, <laughs> it's also movie. every time
1: I say I'm tired, I think of people who do what you do and I'm like, I'm such a wimp.
2: But you know what you you get like adrenaline as you're doing it. Honestly, the the I've never most heard tired an I th- accountant
0: say they get adrenaline from what they do. Ah. No, but it's just like
2: you're con you constantly have to like you have you're under this stress and pressure, and so I feel like you do, you don't even realize how tired you are because you're just trying to meet the goal and do as best as you can. So for me, that's like a, it's a weird high, I guess, of just wanting to do my best and knowing that I'm like under this pressure and these deadlines and stuff. Sure. It's normally the week after busy season ends that I am exhausted. Like, right.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I mean,
2: yeah. you know, it's just like, it's, it's like the release of all of that. Do you but get
1: I, sick the week after?
2: Typically I, yeah. yeah. I, yep. Some sort of like. Yeah. It's hold. like
1: your body is like, it's like, it's done. Yeah. I can, you know, yeah. fall apart now. It's really
2: yeah. a release, though. Like, I feel like the body is so amazing that what what it can do under stress. Although, uh, yeah. you know, you do have to be careful about what you're eating and, like, exercising right. and stuff. But, again, building in time for those I have things. a
1: question. Yes. Do you... Okay, it's, it's twofold. Yeah. Okay. One, do you have time to pray? And two, do you offer up the massive amount of work you do as suffering?
2: Yeah, so actually in the morning, every morning I started doing this, maybe, I I don't, actually, I don't remember when I did, um, but I make a morning offering of the day. So all my sufferings, works, joys, um, whatever for certain intentions. Okay. So I will start that because that way, like in my mind, I was always like, okay, everything that I do is going to have value now that I've offered it up. So whatever it is, whatever, you know, um, Right. So I so I do do that, and then I also, I, like I said, I am. I feel like I'm. Um, what do you call it when you can go from one thing to another? I'm blanking. Um, like squirrel. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, uh.
2: Uh, I'm losing the word. But anyway. Um, I I am very good about focusing. So mm-hmm. like when I'm at work, I'm multitasking, multitasking and okay. multitasking. Yeah, so <laughs> A um, animal
0: multitasking. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. and not
2: necessarily doing things at, at once, but like having multiple projects and right, okay. being able to kind of like jump around. But I would like I I do go to daily mass. So you I, go to
1: daily mass? Yes. And you work this much?
2: Yes. But that's when why is, you she's have got to her be, priorities. Yes, you right have here. to be intentional. And so what
1: time what time mass do you go to?
2: Well. One of the blessings of my work is that I'm able to work from home now. So Uh I sometimes go to the noon mass at my parish. Other times there's like a 5.15 at the chapel down the road. Right, right. You know.
0: 5.15 a.m. or p.m.?
2: P.m. I am not an a.m. person. Okay. okay. Um, I don't think we have
0: anything that early in our diocese. (laughs) Right, well. 5.15 a.m., Yeah, I know the
1: earliest invite I received from uh, the sisters over at Mater um, was like a 6.45. They were like, if you oh, ever yeah. need to go to mass, mm-hmm. you can come here. Nice. And so that's the earliest.
2: For me, I yeah. I just stay up. I'm more of a night owl, so I'll stay up and work pretty late and then, yeah. you know, sleep in a little bit in the morning. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I do do that. Honestly, I realize that. And this came over like years of experience of like, oh, I, I sometimes in my head, I'd be like, I don't have time to go to mass today. And then it's amazing. It truly is amazing what God does when you give him that time, because I felt like all of the things that I was stressing about of like, I'm not going to be able to finish this somehow got. Finished faster and better, yeah, better quality. And I'm not just saying that; like, it's true. It like, true. If you oh, give yeah. God the time, you know, He
1: gives you it back.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it's like even prayer time. Like before, I, I mean, I do it mostly at night. Um, but you know, scripture reading and just um, how are you functioning at night
1: now? I'm sorry. It's just that like <laughs> I will try to read the Bible at night. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm doing certain things that like I'm putting myself behind the eight ball. For example, yesterday I was like. I just took this eight hour drive and I, like I said, some prayers in the car, you know, but I could not read the Bible. I was driving. Yeah. Um, and, but mm-hmm. I was like, Bible I'm in a,
2: I am in I can not I can't,
1: can't audio book it. No, I, which is weird. Cause I can audio book it,
0: but I just can't audio book the Bible. But you can get one with like, um, 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 what's that famous guy that played, uh, Darth Vader. Oh, uh, oh! What's James, his Earl, name? Jones. That's James so funny. Earl Jones? You get James Earl Jones. High schoolers are <laughs> talking about him <laughs> to today. To read and I the forgot. Bible. Yeah, I mean, how you can get him to read the Bible. Yeah, there's there's one with him. There's one with the guy that played Nelson Mandela. Wow. What's his Morgan name? Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. That's Morgan right. yeah. Freeman. Read the Bible. He's like a. He's an atheist. Is he really?
2: Yeah. I wait. Wait, so. wait. Wait.
0: If God does not sound like Morgan Freeman, I'm gonna be disappointed. I don't think God has a voice because he doesn't have a body.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How am I going to hear him? when am going to put thoughts in my head? Probably. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Oh, um, I don't, don't even remember, remember what I was saying. fun. Um, I just know that like... Oh, you couldn't so, pray when oh, you came so, back from the drive. But I came back and I was like, I was reading the Bible in my bed. Um, and my air conditioner had broke. So it was like really hot. Oh, no. So I was like, I, I didn't, you know, like I realized I didn't do the, take the correct action in setting myself up to succeed. Yeah. But even without those things... I, like I feel like I'm like I'm falling asleep you know what I mean
2: Yeah I think you do have to be like attuned to sort of like what type of person you are and, yeah. and what works for you because I, I think I mean even a lot of the great spiritual you know writers and stuff have suggested, and I, and I do do a, a small morning prayer using the Magnificat in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I typically, I'm doing Bible in a year this year, so I do that as well right. in the morning. But I think most people recommend morning as, you know, like one of the first things, maybe go to the bathroom, get your coffee, and yeah. then do that because it does set the tone for the day.
1: Right, and right.
2: Yeah, and I think, honestly— eventually maybe I would like to to switch but I do like scripture reading I just have more time for mm-hmm. and like the meditation aspect at night but I think in the morning it can kind of like you could be so stressed I think a lot of people with their phones they have their phones right next to their beds right so yeah it's the first thing that you're checking in the morning a lot of times before you're even like you know turning your mind to God right, right. and if you kind of Make an effort. I mean, I would suggest like you know, keeping your phone away from your bed and not even opening it up as a first thing. Right. You know,
1: it's praying. most people's alarms.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But if if it is and you have to have that instead of a clock, you know, um, <laughs> <of a> <laughs> if you really yeah. have to, right. just don't check your work email and kind of because it. I think you can get so frazzled and anxious. Oh yeah. And, and I know that that completely happened to me. I stopped I had to like stop for a point of checking my emails in the morning because it was just like causing anxiety before i even started the day but then if you if you're praying you keep this like it puts you into this like eternal mindset perspective that like okay this is what's really important and this is what i need to strive to do despite you know despite whatever comes my way and also asking for the graces to like deal with difficult people that you're working with um you know just to 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 basically like do well and, and, uh, kind of deal well with the obstacles that each day presents you. So,
0: yeah, I was just thinking back, you know, back in the 1960s and 70s and 80s, there was kind of a saying among priests that they would often say, my work is my prayer. And the kind of idea was that, you know, by working for God, that's the same thing as praying to God. But I want to kind of flip that saying around because I think it's more true the opposite way, where your prayer is your work, that, that that's like Mm -hmm. really the primary way in which you do good for the world. Right. even what no you know whatever else you you do, whether you're a mother or father, you know yeah, whether you're taking care of kids, whether you're working you know professional office, yeah, but like your prayer without your prayer, your efforts are nothing, right, yeah, doesn't I think it's saint
1: therese says that uh she talks about the the necessity of being charitable to your neighbor, but how ultimately that is. Uh, like the word "less sufficient isn't the correct phrase because it's a good thing to be charitable to your neighbor, mm-hmm. obviously, and it's a necessary thing. But she talks about how important it is to pray and fast for them, to an, to a deeper extent. Yeah, you know that that
0: is the more important step to take. You know, I, was, I, I actually had had to look it up on Google, but it was Saint Francis de Sales who said, "Every one of us needs half an hour of prayer every day, except when we're busy, and then we need an hour." Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's what exactly. convicted
2: me too. Because I feel like if you if you start to uh, if if you're so busy that you're you know like have this you know demanding career, yeah. all of these extracurriculars, and you're forgetting the big picture, which is God and Him. Like, prayer is our lifeline, right? So if we're not praying, we're we're not receiving the graces and the life that we need in order to like yeah. do what God has called us to do. I think that has. um you know, uh, you can get really you can get really lost um, if if you lose sight of that.
0: Yeah. So kind of this this whole idea kind of really senses the tension between the Martha and the Mary. Mm-hmm. You know, and do, do you know who Martha and Mary are? <laughs> Before this episode, he's like, "Yeah, Mary." Well, I was that, like, that I said lady, that. <laughs> I said Martha is the one who works, and Mary
1: is the one who perfumed Christ's feet. Yes. Yeah, she did. I can't <laughs> remember if she wiped it. Wiped it with her hair, his feet she, rather. She it, did. Being his with feet. The hair. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. She did. All
1: right, so I know who they are. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there we go.
0: And that's always kind of the, and even you can see like the dichotomy between um, Saint Peter and Saint John. You know, Saint John right. is kind of the more contemplative one. He's the one who. Yeah. It's like oh, he's up in the, the sky. Chest. Yeah. Yeah, and Saint Peter's the one who goes to the ends of the earth. You know, and preach the gospel.
1: That's interesting. I said he's up in the sky. You said he's at Christ's chest. Isn't that interesting?
0: Well, both. <laughs> well, it's, and it's kind yeah. of the same thing. That's how you go to the sky. Yeah. Christ's Sacred Heart. Yeah, but uh, anyway, sorry that was. But these, but these two, like the the tension that's constantly not only in our own lives but in the church, in the world, between action and contemplation, and and how do you balance that? Because do you ever feel like lazy or guilty for spending time in prayer or you know doing something that's not so called productive?
2: I mean, I definitely did at the beginning of sort of like my spiritual reversion because. We live in a world that tells you, like it's—I mean, basically, the world tells you that your worth is based on your productivity, and that's how you know you're treated. Even at great companies, you know, Um, you're judged sort of on how how much do you produce, how well do you produce it, how fast do you produce it. And so, when you're sitting in an adoration chapel or taking time to go to mass or you know sitting with your scriptures at the end of the day. especially when you're doing silent prayer which is really not you so much praying as God is praying in you and you're just sitting with God uh you can it's it's a weird it's a weird sensation at first you know but it's I think it's really helpful to sit in that silence and remember because it, mm. it brings you back to ultimately like our identity is not based on what we do which is amazing you know that mm. we are right. just God's children and that's what gives us our dignity yeah and it's not these lies that we've that have kind of been ingrained, I think, in all of us. Oh yeah, that, you know, it's the are,
1: American dream.
2: Yeah, yeah, that were only as it's good the as the American what we do.
0: nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, although you know, I would say I lived in Italy for a year, and it used to drive me nuts when they would take the siesta. You know, from right. one p.m. to four p.m., everything would be closed, and I'm like, right. First of all, how do you make a living that way? But you know, right. But but how I do think, you
1: afford to eat? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but I think I mean I think they've discovered that you know you work to live, not live to work. You know, so so it's interesting because I,
1: I was uh, – man, there's so many ways I can go here. Um, go all of them at <laughs> once. Lord, got it. Um, <laughs> please. Um, I know that – so to comment on the, the guilt portion of it, right? I know that I tend to feel very guilty when I choose to relax, for example, watching a New York Rangers game instead of going to adoration. Mm. And that isn't because I mean, because it's not it's not to say that I don't ever go to adoration. It could even be a situation where, like, I went to the chapel in the afternoon for a half hour knowing I want to watch this game later with my family, which is a great thing to do, mm-hmm. you know. And so I'm because I'm planning on doing that tonight. I'm going to make sure I get my time in with Jesus. I'm I'm like setting aside that time and then I'll still, I mean, I know it's the devil being like, but aren't you, what are you doing? You know, like you he's serious all serious
0: about holiness. Or
1: right. Or right. Like, being like, what do you mean? You're watching with your dad, you know, <laughs> you jerk, you know, but seriously, like that's a thing. I know that that is something that I have struggled with. Uh, I mean, honestly, to, to a somewhat severe point at times where it's, and it's obviously it's very scrupulous, you know, it's scrupulous, but um, yeah. Yeah. I asked the Lord to guide it, and that's where he brought me. So that's where I'm ending it. (laughs) That's great, too, because
2: I I can kind of get into that, too, of like to the point where you deny yourself of these good things. Right, right. Because you become— Right,
1: realizing it's not like, okay, is there a better good here? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course going and praying and adoration for three hours at night is going to outweigh watching the New York Rangers.
0: But, you know, I keep going back to a quote from St. Thomas Aquinas. At least I've I've heard it's from St. Thomas Aquinas. I've never actually seen it in print. Okay. But he said that man cannot live without delight— Right, you know, so there has to be a delight in every day, whether it's a good meal or right, some some something that you you look forward to. Yeah, it's not all penance and prayer, you know. And I
1: and I've also heard that he's he's. It's in the context of study, but he says like, you know, if you're if studying is in the context of shooting an arrow and you're constantly drawing back your bow, Mm -hmm. you're gonna snap it. Yeah, you have to relax it every once in a while, you know. And I think that the inclination in the American nightmare, right, is. I love that. I'm sorry. I, I felt very. <laughs> We're, good. We're going with this. Yeah, yeah. Is, is that well? You only have to dr- you only have to relax your bow like once every like you know two three weeks. Mm-hmm. And the truth is like I need to relax my bow like every you know every day. Every. I was gonna say like two three hours. <laughs> you know like yeah. Uh, like your guys got a short attention span, you know. And and it's the 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 crazy thing is that the Lord can do some of His best work. Although, you know, I don't know if I even want to call it work. You know what I mean? Like in those moments of, of relaxation. Mm-hmm. Sure. In those moments of delight with my family, yeah. you know, it's important that I would be close to my father. Yeah. And that's something that we bond over.
0: Yeah. And in the future, we're actually going to have a whole episode on um, how to do leisure properly. Yeah. Because leisure and free time can be done very wrong. but very. Best. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just, I actually found the, the quote from St. Thomas Aquinas. Thanks, oh, Google. Great. And it's, he said... Man cannot live without joy. Therefore, when he is deprived of true spiritual joys, it is necessary that he become addicted to carnal pleasures. Which I thought is kind of an interesting quote because mm. um I don't know about you, but like most of the time my prayer is not like filled with spiritual delights. No. Yeah, no. It's often dry, dry. you know. And so and so when you don't you know you, you know you have to pray and it's it's important and God is working in it and through it through the dryness, but and I keep, I keep the, the phrase that keeps, you know, coming to me to my mind personally is, is you know, Lord, when we see Your face, our our joy will be fulfilled. Like when we see God face to face, we will not need or want anything else. But until that day, and even in prayer until that day, when we're still struggling with the dryness, we do need those other joys. Now the challenge is to not become addicted to them and to allow them to use us to allow them to point us to to the real joy. Right, of heaven. seeing
1: everything sacramentally.
0: Yeah yeah
1: yeah and the thing is you can learn such great lessons i i mean i know like my mind is currently on sports you know but you can like you can learn great lessons from things like that it's why artists like you've said how um you know the lord speaks to you through art and he speaks to you through i think it's nature right nature big time yeah right Mm -hmm. and so it's like the beauty of something like that which is so obviously leisure you know oh yeah Mm -hmm. taking a hike you know in a nice way, not in a take a hike. Kind of. But do you know what I mean? Like taking a hike is leisure. Absolutely. And doing it with friends, it doesn't even, it doesn't get
0: more leisurely. That's true. That's you and true. me taking a hike? Yeah. Leisure. Well, this summer I'm planning a backpacking trip up Mount Washington. In New Hampshire? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I drove up it with my family. Week. Well, it, no, was, <laughs> it was insane. It's a long drive. It's like
1: it, seven my, miles. I, she's <laughs> going to hate me for saying it. Okay. My relative, I won't say who it is. Say your sister. No, I'm not twin saying sister. who it was. Yeah, I'm not your saying who I am not saying who it i did not I neither conform nor deny. Um, <laughs> just lost it.
0: It's like, is like terrified of heights well, and lost it. There's like guardrail and then a thousand foot drop It's insane. On the other no, side there's guard. just like no guardrail. Have you, have you ever done this, Diane?
2: No, I, I haven't. I went I, I think into. I I would want to hike, not drive. Though. I went into oh, a total
1: adrenaline rush and was, I'm not even kidding. It was the weirdest moment of my life. I was sticking my head out the window hysterically laughing. I, she lost okay. control in one way. I lost control in the other. There was way. also very little oxygen up there,
0: so that could have that could have been part <laughs> I of I mean, you're driving why. up this mountain
1: and next to you is the top of the trees.
0: Yes, within inches. It was wow. insane. You can go collect the birds. It was crazy.
2: Well, I heard that it's, you know, I think someone <laughs> was telling me that she went in the summer and it was super hot at the bottom, but then at the top it was like snowing. Yes. Yeah. yeah that can happen. There so, could yeah. be like
0: a 70 yeah. degree difference. Yeah. That, so yeah. That's it's yeah. also crazy. Really cool mountain though. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I had a similar experience. I went out to Pike's Peak a few years ago. Mm-hmm. in uh, Where's Denver? Okay. Or outside of Denver. It's in Colorado. Okay. And um, that's where actually America the Beautiful is written, on the top of Pikes Peak. Wow. Yeah, go figure. Yeah. So we're driving up, and that's that's actually an even longer drive. I think it's like 20 miles instead of seven miles, like just okay. winding back and forth. We're yeah. going 7,000 feet from the base to the top of this mountain. Right, wow. But I'm like, you know, we're getting to the top, and I'm like, you know what? We, I cannot go here and not say that I didn't hike Pikes Peak. So we're like a quarter mile from the top, and I'm like, stop the car. I'm with my friends who don't like to hike at all. It's like, let me out. I'm going to hike the rest of the way to the top. There's a trail. I can find it. Great. So I get out. They start driving away. I take three steps, and I'm like, oh, there's no oxygen here. Wow. Altitude sickness, so bad. I could wow. not. I was, like, so dizzy. I was like, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to die right here. On this <laughs> wow. Trail.
2: They come back for you?
0: No. I stumbled my way up, like, stopping, like, every three steps. It was that intense. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Pretty epic.
2: Yeah, I've never been to Colorado, but that is, uh, you know, you hear stories about that a lot. Yeah. I was just watching the Mets game the other day and it was like eighty degrees, eighty-eight degrees on the Thursday, and then the game on Friday was postponed due to snow. And they had They're to They're in Colorado. We they are we in Colorado, yeah. So the temperature swings too. Even when you're not that high.
0: That's a great state. Yeah. Little little wacky <laughs> little wacky in some of its uh Yeah. Know. Colorado. Father Joseph approved. I approve Colorado. <laughs> I don't think we have any <laughs> listeners in Colorado, but you should all go there. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> you know, so you talked about how, like, our culture really values the work—kind of workaholism only. Um, you know, did you think our church also values that? Because I know we've had such—in the last, really, five or six, maybe even ten years, in the church, there's been such a thrust for evangelization, you know, which I know is burning on all of our hearts. We want to evangelize. And, right. And— um, And so there's a lot of programs and different things, you know, use this video series, do this, you know, go out and meet somebody in the street and and all of that is awesome. Do you think that's like too much of an emphasis on the the Martha and not enough on the the Mary side of pray and sanctify yourself and that's evangelization? Right. I mean, I don't know because a lot of those things, right, a lot of those things
1: always lead back to prayer. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you, I mean, you could use this as an example restless is an example but i feel like at the end of each episode you always encourage prayer yeah that's true you know what i mean like true. like maybe, maybe maybe this is seen as work you know i don't know do you know do you know what i'm trying to say yeah, like we're doing all of these we're things active. they're yeah they're a- it's active but it's always aimed at the renewal of the soul yeah you know yeah. also historically speaking i feel like the carmelites are just like all the evidence you need <laughs> you know
0: but they're mostly monastic in prayer, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone has a well, different that's, that's too, you know. So, so the, those are people who are have been. Called by God in a specific way to dedicate yeah. their lives to prayer and contemplation and praying for our souls, um, and the souls of the entire world. But I think it it, it depends. I think the answer to your question is it depends. Is you know you have to ask yourself is is prayer fueling the ministry and the active works? Because I know, like for example, the Franciscan friars of the renewal, I think they have like two holy hours a day, and they fully acknowledge that like you know prayer is the fuel for any apostolate that they do. Um, and they and do so some
0: tough apostolates. They
2: do. They do. And so, um, you know, and, and I think, too, uh, the chaplain, I'm doing this Leonine Forum in New York City. Um, applications are open for next year, by the way. So uh, if you're interested. And uh, <laughs> What is
0: the Leonine Forum? Just so give, it's, it a, give it a one sentence.
2: Yeah. It's, it's basically just a education on Catholic social teaching. So it's, you know. For you, young adults. Yeah, for young, young adults, adults. Young professionals once a month in New York City. It's like mass lecture. Uh, dinner and discussion and so um it's good but the chaplain is uh i mean he's he's probably the busiest priest i know but also one of the most prayerful and he is going to be he wrote an article um i think it's in some newspaper but anyway the there's a eucharistic revival that's going to be happening um yes. i believe starting on corpus christi of 2022 what he does is that mean uh, so it's um, there was a Pew Research article that came out to say that uh, I don't know what the statistic is, but very few Catholics actually believe it's in like, the real presence. seventy percent, right? Of the Eucharist. No, thirty
0: like uh, percent don't. Thirty percent believe. 70% oh, I meant seventy percent don't. 70% yeah. don't so.
2: yeah. So, so the purpose of this revival is basically to uh, to catechize and you know just br- bring to light the fact that like this is the true presence. But anyway, the priests that were chosen because I guess I didn't know how the process worked, but um, the College of Bishops, there were certain priests chosen who are um, kind of head leaders of this mm-hmm. revival, and so as part of it. They're going to be sent around to parishes to give talks to kind of, you know, instruction, all these things. These are very dynamic people with um, Eucharistic devotion themselves, a strong Eucharistic devotion. But it's not like they're just going out and just, you know, flying all over the country. Part of the preparation has been themselves being steeped in prayer and Eucharistic adoration to prepare to go and spread this message. So, Mm, um, you know, I think it really comes down to, like, continuously engaging in prayer and receiving that lifeline because you can't give what you don't have yourself. So Yeah. And I think that these, a lot of very holy saints and examples of that have shown that, you know, like... uh, their apostolate. We can focus as an as an outward society and stuff on their successes and their apostolate, but uh, I don't think we focus enough on like how much of their prayer life ended right. up fueling that you know right. and was responsible for ultimately what they did. You know, like right. Mother Teresa. Yeah. Um, it oh, wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't just her good works. It was. I mean, you know, hours yeah. in front. How of How did
1: her she face. have the strength to do those good works? Yeah, Pray. and it was
2: only through adoration yeah. and mass every day, every day for a significant amount of time. So yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. You know, I was, I was thinking of the example of St. John Bosco, who I love so much. He's one of my favorites. Is he? I only have two Did relics. Did you know and he's I, one I, of them.
1: When he was a. Uh,
0: do You say you only have what? Two relics, and he's one of them. I wow. Pieces, wow. Oh. You beat me.
2: I got zero, so.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know you had a relic of him. I do. I do. That's awesome. I should bring him into the school so you yeah. can venerate him. He's pretty popular here. A he lot is. of the
1: students like him. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so his name is St. John Bosco, who, you know, I mean, I think at the height, I'm. Totally like ballparking this, but I think in the hike, the height of his school, he was in charge of 600 boys at this boarding school. So, right, you know, you got troubled boys, right? Uh, yeah, troubled boys and boys on from the street and everything. Oh, okay, were yeah, okay. Some saints there too, Saint Dominic Savio, but <laughs> right, right, but right. Kind if not mutual. Probably fewer and <laughs> far between. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, so he he used to say that he could only pray in scraps of time, like five minutes here, five wow. minutes there, just in between all of the busyness of just trying to find food for the you know right. 600 boys and right. tutors and this and that. Um, and I think a lot of times in our busy life, maybe scraps of time. And there's a great way to pray the aspiration prayers where you're just like one sentence, like, Lord Jesus, I love you. just in the middle. Oh, the I earth.
1: say those all the time. That's not enough, you know, toot my own horn and like I pray all the time. I mean, like I'm constantly like, I'm constantly being like, Lord, help. Yeah, no, but
2: that's great. Uh, there's a couple others. Oh, um, Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That's yeah, point oh, yeah. One. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus, I surrender to you. Take care of everything. I say that a lot. There's so many moments during the day too when you can, yeah. like For example, I go for a run every day, and um, instead of bringing my phone and listening to music, which I mean, teach their own, but I, you know, I use that time to pray my rosary and mm-hmm. just, you know, to kind of like meditate and to have a conversation with God. So right. you can, you, you, like, there are ways that you can work in sort of yeah. praying throughout Absolutely. the day even oh, when yeah. you're busy.
0: Because I think I think just to kind of sum it up, because we've run out of time, I think all Christians are called to be, you know, for the most part. A balance of Martha and Mary. You know, Could you say that in order to be a Martha, you have to be a Mary? Oh yeah, because otherwise, what are we giving to people? We shouldn't give them ourselves, we should give them Christ. Yeah. So we need to have Christ dwelling in us in order mm-hmm. to give that away. So that's the challenge for you, is to try to balance that in your own life. You know, Make sure the prayer is that solid piece, but then also be so impelled by the love of Christ to go out and do good works, You know, in addition to your vocation of whatever job you have, whatever family you have, perhaps an apostolate. That God's calling you to. Perhaps a way to get more involved in your parish, your, your church, and spread the gospel. Because I think for the most part, unless you're called to be a hermit, all of us are called to, <laughs> which that's not a common, common vocation, all of us I think are called to balance that Martha and Mary so that we can really build the kingdom here on earth. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Restless. You can find us on Veritas Catholic Network, 1350 AM and 103.5 FM. Tune in next time.